Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 885. Down. But a woman who helps him do it, that's worse. She knows what she's doing. She knows what it means. Rand put her cup down gently on the table. Her expression composed again. If a leg goes bad, you cut it off. She made a firm gesture with the flat of her hand, then picked up her slice of pudding and began to eat it with her fingers. And some folk need killing. That's all there is to it. By the time I got myself under control and made it back outside, the crowd in the street had swelled. The local tavern keeper had rolled a barrel onto his front landing, and the air was sweet with the smell of beer. Crin's father and mother had ridden back into town on the Rhone. Pete was there, too, having run back. He offered up his unbroken head for my inspection and demanded his two pennies for services rendered. I was warmly thanked by Crin's parents. They seemed to be good people. Most people are, if given the chance. I caught hold of the Rhone's reins, and using him as a sort of portable wall, I managed to get a moment of a relatively private conversation with Crin. Her dark eyes were a little red around the edges, but her face was bright and happy. Make sure you get Lady Ghost, I said, nodding to one of the horses. She's yours. The mare's daughter would have a fair dowry no matter what, so I'd loaded Crin's horse with the more valuable goods, as well as most of the false trooper's money. Her expression grew serious as she met my eyes, and again she reminded me of a young Denna. You're leaving, she said. I guess I was. She didn't try to convince me to stay, and instead surprised me with a sudden embrace. After kissing me on the cheek, she whispered in my ear, Thank you. We stepped away from each other, knowing propriety would only allow so much. Don't sell yourself short and marry some fool, I said, feeling as if I should say something. Don't you either, she said, her dark eyes mocking me gently. I took Greytail's reins and led her over to where the mare stood, watching the crowd in a proprietary way. He nodded as I approached. I drew a deep breath. Is the constable about? He raised an eyebrow at this, then shrugged and pointed off into the crowd. That's him there. He was three quarters drunk even before you brought our girls home, though. Don't know how much use he'll be to you now. Well, I said hesitantly, I guess someone is going to need to lock. And that's the page. I'm Nick. Jordana. I started saying I'm and then it just, it happened. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jordana is my response. <laughs> is this the first time he's named the third horse? I think so. I don't recall him even like, barely talking about the, the roan at all. Yeah, in fact, I had forgotten there were three horses. Yeah, same. <laughs> or wait, are there... So there's Greytail, and Greytail is the mare. That's right. And then the roan is is this one. So what's the third? Lady Ghost is... is oh, Lady Ghost is not the roan. 
The is Roan is the one he's using to get through the crowd. What does Roan mean? Uh, I think Roan is a young male horse, but let me double check. So it, wouldn't that be Burback? Because he's leading Greytail at the end of the page here. You know what? I, I was a dragon girl. I was not a horse girl. Do not expect me to know these things. Uh, Roan is the way that the horse looks, apparently. Roan is a horse coat color pattern characterized by an even mixture of colored and white hair on the body. So Lady Ghost is the Roan, is a mare. So I was I was wrong. I don't, I don't know what Roans are until now. It's a color. Lady Ghost is, is probably that color. There are two horses. They are both mares. Oh, right. The Roan is the one he gave the kid. Okay. It's all coming together. But it's still the first time he has named that Roan. So that Roan is Lady Ghost. And now it has a name, and we didn't know what its name was before. Also, though, considering, like, what a roan looks like, now that I know what I'm talking about, there, Lady Ghost is a sweet name for a horse that looks like that. <laughs> like, I can imagine that horse, like, moving through woods and looking like a ghost. Because it's, like, kind of doppled. This is my first step into becoming a horse girl. That's right. There's no stopping at Jordana. It's the natural progression. Once you learn there's no dragons, the next closest thing are uh, horses. I disagree. The next closest thing are monitor lizards. But you can't ride a monitor lizard. That depends if you have a shrink ray or not. <laughs> you can't form a deep spiritual connection with a monitor lizard. I don't know if I can form a deep spiritual connection with an animal that's as anxious as I am. <laughs> that's why you get a horse who is Animals chill. or horses can be very anxious. Yeah, but they have all these personalities and stuff. So you get one who's chill and then it you learn from it and it learns from you, Jordana. You and the horse form a symbiont circle. You must see this. And no, I've got I've got close enough to a horse at home. Jeff has like really big eyes and I always think of them as being kind of like horse eyes because they're really big. He's got really big eyes and really soft lips, and he eats out of your hand sugar cubes. <laughs> sugar cubes, carrots, apples. My husband secretly a horse. <laughs> I've been a horse girl this whole time. Okay, back to the page. It's too much of a tangent. Other than him naming the horse, I feel like there's not a hell of a lot happening on this page. I guess he's he's asking for the constable, but that's more for tomorrow's page. Yeah, well, we, we learned that he's uh, stacked the deck for Kryn a little bit. He he figured out what we did, that L is from a more well-to-do family uh, and, you know, stands to have enough support. It's unclear. It seems like Kryn's parents are good people, but he's obviously figured out that they're a bit less wealthy. Or, well, he's made that assumption based on some reasonable facts. Yeah, exactly. And I think we made those same assumptions when we were reading mm -hmm. earlier. And so he's done, you know, a very subtle thing where he's like, okay, you know, this this horse is the horse that I'm giving to you. Well, and Crane will probably either never know or not realize it until she's unpacking the horse. They've, they've sort of addressed this already, right? Where they, uh, the, the other townsperson was like, well, hang on, should I get restitution for the my the business that they smashed up and then quoth kind of gives him the stink eye so yeah you know you might imagine a world where l goes like hang on there was more cash on that horse i want some of that cash but i mean i don't think l was really in the right mindset to even be paying attention to what was going on the horses yeah well i i think none of them do like the the impression i get is that crin will be surprised also to see that yeah. there's all this cash in it um, I agree. But just like the idea of, uh, of uh, the, you know, 
townsfolk seeking fair, like a fair division of the loot has already kind of been addressed. I know it's not this specific situation, but because Kvothe had that conversation. Yeah, I don't think anyone would contest what she gets on the horse. And probably nobody really knows what's on the horse anyway until it gets unpacked. And they're probably not going to unpack it till they get home. And God knows if you were Kryn and her family and you found out there was a bunch of great stuff on the back of the horse, you probably weren't going to tell anybody. Yeah. So what do you make of the kiss goodbye? You know, it doesn't bother me. Her, like, she has, she's now in a safe place. She's comfortable, like, near her family. She's, like, made her judgments on Quoth. She was kind of suspicious of him before, which made perfect sense. And I think that, like, she's, now that she's in a safe place, she has enough time and space to, like, look at that situation and be like, okay, this guy, he did a good thing for me. Uh, he's not going to hurt me. So I think that, like, it's okay that, that like, she can feel comfortable giving him a little kiss goodbye and it's not romantic. It's just like a, like, thank you. Like, you did a good thing for me. We're cool. That was my question. Do you detect romantic tension here? No, not even a little bit. Although, okay, there's one sentence that, like, maybe, but it, uh, what was it? We stepped away from each other knowing propriety would only allow so much. I guess, I suppose it is possible, I do not read it this way, but I suppose it is possible that you could read that as like, oh, they were having a moment, but propriety wouldn't allow it kind of thing. But I do not think that that is, is why. I think that they are like, like they're not going to give each other a hug, even though that wouldn't be romantic. It would still be a friend's thing, but they're not going to do it because propriety. But I do not sense romantic tension in this scene. Maybe that's just me. Well, I think you could read it that way. I think it's set up both ways. And I must say, I prefer to not read romantic tension. In fact, I would I would find this a bit more interesting if Crin was like a little bit relieved if they played up the idea that Jeremy put forward that they were also a bit scared of him. I think I think that it made sense for them to be scared of him before they got to the town. But even in the town, right? Like when when Crin and Ellie are both saying like, "Oh, he killed all of them. Oh, don't make him mad." Yeah, but they're no longer in a situation in which he would be mad, right? Yeah, but I still think like, I still think that it's interesting. I don't think it, the text supports it, but I think it's interesting reading to have them be like not not like actually scared of him, like actively scared, but like still kind of like this guy is a is a beast of a different color, and it's better to be away from him now that we're safe. It's better to to move on to uh, Rambo him out of town. So that that's not that's not on the page, and I kind of prefer that reading but i agree with you that i don't read it as romantic i think you could read it that way and if if it was intended to be romantic i wouldn't like it yeah i agree and another one of the reasons why i think it's especially not read romantically is she doesn't try to stop him from leaving and he notes that like she's ready for him to go she wants it to be an amicable goodbye but she's ready for him to leave the the journey for crin has been from like distrust to trust yes right because crin actively distrusted him a few pages ago I don't think she would have let him embrace her. Certainly not a kiss on the cheek. So I guess that is kind of the journey here that both the Crin is signaling that she trusts him. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't want him around, but she, she values what he did to assist them. Well, she doesn't, she's not stopping him from leaving. I would prefer if it was like, okay, good. I'm glad you're leaving. Like, thank you for saving me. Here's your hug. Here's your kiss on the cheek. Now go. Like I that, do sort I think of that's... read it like that that she's glad that he's leaving because she doesn't say, oh no, stay. <laughs> mm. 
but uh, I suppose that's like a that's a that's an assumption. It's not explicit. Mm-hmm. Is it notable that he doesn't have a goodbye moment with Ellie? No, because uh, he spoke a lot more with Crin, and Ellie also was like, it, Ellie's not ready for a goodbye moment yet. Like Ellie's still in a stage of fear with him based on her being like, don't make him mad, daddy. Like, I don't think that, uh, <laughs> sorry, my husband can only hear this, me, the my half of this, and all he heard me say was, don't make him mad, daddy, and he just gave me the worst look. <laughs> just, just stroke his ears, uh, comb his mane, you know, he'll calm down, and then you can put the blinders and the feedback on him, and he'll, he'll settle. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, but back to my point. Uh, Ellie still is kind of afraid of Quoth. I don't think that a goodbye moment would do either Quoth or Ellie any good at this point. For Crin, I think, like, she's had a little more time to, like, chat with Quoth. It's good for them to have closure of of their, whatever that relationship is. It's not really friends, but, you know, it's not like they're co-workers either. <laughs> <laughs> and we as a reader don't require two goodbye moments. Yeah, that's true. I get the sense that Ellie is, you know... She's already off and away, like... Yeah, kind of not that interested. I don't know. She she was always, like, shown as being a bit simpler, even after she'd sort of shaken off her uh, her catatonia. She's, you know, very concerned with, like, marrying yeah, her boyfriend. Yeah, she's, she's into her own crazy. stuff. She's just, uh, she's not worried about what's going on with, with the other two. Seems that way. All right. I think, I think we did, I think we did good. I think we can move on to our next page. Okay. Uh, do you want to do a bit? Uh, sure. What do you got in mind? We got your, uh, you married the horse husband. That's kind of a bit we've set up. I, I have to go put the feed bag on Jeff now. So <laughs> I'll go do that and we'll see everyone tomorrow for more horse chats on another page. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> when, when I need to hop in it to explain this to Jeff. <laughs>